Toontown Public Works is not for kids, even though Sir Casey and I are childish cartoons. We try our best to keep the show PG-13, but regardless, we do talk about a lot of adult content. Stuff like weird sex things, and, um, and butts! We also have a Patreon now, where we post things like bonus episodes and periodic newsletters about things that are interesting us at the moment. So, yeah, check that out uh, if you're so inclined. Enjoy the show! Toontown Historical Society presents Toontown Public Works, a program where three highly unqualified doofuses make a mockery of themselves in the name of preserving this great city's forgotten classics. Hello, and welcome to Toontown Public Works, where we trudge through the ink to find the hidden gems. I'm Ichi the Raccoon. I'm Casey the Dog. I'm Sir the Cat. Hi! Hello. Hi. Uh, it feels like it's been three years since we've last recorded. <laughs> and it's, I think, I, we had an episode last week. Yeah, that's right, we did. Yeah, we, we the, did. Uh, we had the, the, the spooky, spooktacular episode. The, the really, one that we're not going to do again, because... That was... A, I, 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 okay, I, I have ideas for next year, but it's not going to involve watching clickbait. We will not fucking do that anymore because that is done bad. With clickbait. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not fun. It stopped being entertaining like last year, and maybe arguably thought, less than that. Yeah, I thought year one it was actually it print. I, I think year one it went as expected, and year two it had lost some of its luster. It stopped being like we expected it funny painful and started becoming just like a dull pain like like you need an appendix removed it's uh, it's the difference yeah. between someone getting hit <laughs> in the crotch of a hammer out of the blue and then deciding to get hit themselves in the crotch of a hammer it's it's not it's, funny the second time it's just why are you doing this it's sad yeah i so sorry for that folks i hopefully it was listenable uh, rule, rule, of, rule of threes maybe if we do it a third time it'll be funny again hey rule of threes maybe that's we should it. kick you out of the podcast so we're just down to two so there's only that, two that's not the rule of threes. yeah <laughs> yeah but that's pretend that that's the rules of threes um okay so uh if you haven't listened to this podcast before uh we we basically watch cartoons that have fell into the public domain or are otherwise easily accessible uh and we also talk about cartoon news. At least the very first segment is that where we talk about that thing. Uh, so, yes. Uh, uh, I'll start with the fact that uh, Illumination is doing the new Shrek reboot. Mm. Why are we rebooting Shrek? What, Why what Illumination? <laughs> I, it's... it's <laughs> Like I, 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 okay. I think we might have talked about that. This was a theory that was going to happen at some point, uh, but this actually genuinely happened. It's been fir- confirmed as a thing that's actually going on, and I mean, I don't, I don't know why this is a thing. Like basically, the idea of like rebooting Shrek. <laughs> makes me feel like i'm turning into dust yeah fun fact uh the some so the 
people people who were in the womb when the first Shrek movie came out will be voting age next year. Oh, cool. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so. so Fuck me. Yeah. I'm bones. I'm it's... a pile of bones in the corner. <laughs> That's me uh. in the corner. I'm bones. And I, I could have thought about this. Lost track yes. of this <laughs> song parody. This um, is no, this is not funny. We're doing bad. <laughs> uh yeah, no. Uh, I said too much. So, Maybe not uh, enough. <laughs> so what? Um, I have a question. Hmm. Yeah. Well, so we know that the Shrek movies got progressively more soulless as the sequels came by, right? Yeah. Is this a new level of like, of like losing the point of the first movie where like, oh yeah, we're DreamWorks. We're gonna fight. We're gonna fight Disney Corporation because they're. They're 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 artificial and pure and like all cutesy and pure and stuff, and we're gonna bring it back to the realness. It, like you, Illumination makes the fucking minion movies. They like, they are the they are the badness now. Well, yeah, no, straight up. Uh, if any company right now could be the cutesy fluffy company, it's going to be Illumination. Like, that's basically where it is. Like, even Disney right now, like, even, like, Disney at least has edge to it. <laughs> at least it's, some of the it's time. Trying. Like, it's, 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 it's kind of pathetic. It's like if, like, during the Warner Brothers Disney, like, fights and, like, the, for the shorts, there was, like, a third company that was just, like, making, like, I don't know, just, I mean, okay, there's a lot of other companies that are doing shit like that, but. I don't you, know. You just, know this. You you watch you you're a part of this podcast. You know this. Yeah, I know. It's it's the novel tune. <laughs> it's the novel tune studio. Except more successful. Um, anyways. Uh I don't know. I mean it's okay. So one thing that's interesting is that they're talking about how they're gonna to try to bring back the original voices. Um so like because they said that like like what's the quote here? Uh Let's see. Uh, when you look back on those vocal performances, uh, they're awesome. Uh, and while you certainly could make a case for a complete re reinvention, I find myself responding to my own nostalgic feelings of wanting to go back to those characterizations. Uh, it says Chris Malintry, the CEO of Illumination. Um, so in that case, why are you rebooting it? Like, if... Mm. There's there's literally no reason to reboot it if you're just gonna do the exact same thing. It's like fucking the Gus Van Sant remake of Psycho. Is it just so you can say it like so nobody else would do so? Like or something? Like is that all you're trying to go with this? I don't think like, I think what you've done here, HT, is confused the Shrek reboot as being somebody's artistic vision like a passion project that somebody's making because they care about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I don't think that's <laughs> what Illumination has ever once made, ever. <laughs> In this so. article I'm reading about this, there's a line that says, Melodendry doesn't know, it doesn't know exactly how Illumination will reboot Shrek, but he said he's excited to tap into the rich world that Shrek has to offer. Finally, a cartoon where multiple fairy tale characters are <laughs> together. So, uh, yeah, wow. after all these Magic years, we're finally but getting But they all that. fart. 
That's yeah. the main difference. That's so I guess that is it. <laughs> should should I hold on to the joke about this being not being the sharpest retool in the shed net like until we find out more information about this or No, I think it's appropriate right now, and you've kind of already said it, so you can't really hold in your quiver anymore, so I don't uh, know. I mean this is this just sounds stupid. I, I don't I don't have nice <laughs> things to really say about this. I yeah it, it'll make a lot of money. I'm sure of that. You know well, it's an elimination I'm movie. realizing, like looking at the looking at the Wikipedia page for Shrek, it turns out it was based on a novel called Shrek, but with an exclamation point, which kind of makes it look like Jeb. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, I think they removed the exclamation point because there's this thing in Hollywood where, like, the reason why Who Framed Roger Rabbit doesn't have a question mark at the end of the title is because there's, like, this thing about Hollywood movies that end in punctuation, and apparently those don't do well. At least not very often they don't do well. So they don't do it as, like, a superstition kind of thing. I don't know. That's (laughs) incredible. I had no idea. Uh, Comrade Shrek, baby Farquaad. Anyways, uh, so that's going to be lame. Yep. Uh, oh, uh, Costume Quest, the uh, video game series by Double Fine, has, is getting a Prime uh, Amazon Prime uh, animated series. Would not have expected that. I understand that is a game beloved by some. It's a fun little series. It's uh, definitely not perfect, but that's it's it's a great premise because uh the premise is that you play as a kid on halloween your sibling gets kidnapped uh and you basically save them by using uh special abilities based off your costume that you're wearing like you can turn into a knight or a cowboy or other things like that so uh and it's basically like it apparently has a very earthbound feel which definitely makes me really excited to like i've actually never even played it but i've been wanting to i just know it's neat uh, I like the concept. I love the art style. And uh, there's a trailer for uh, the show, or rather it's the intro uh, thing for the show. And it's really rad looking. Um, too bad I don't really have Amazon Prime. <laughs> oh, it's on Amazon Prime? Yep. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> I don't have Amazon Prime either. I have Let's Amazon see. Prime. You get to watch Costume Quest. Apparently. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's three, it's you. You get it. Fate has volunteered me for this project. One out of three podcasters. But yeah. Um, I mean, there's not much really else to say. It's being done by Frederator Studios. Uh, it's, uh, let's see. I mean, there's a lot of executive producers here. Um Creative director is Nelson Bowles, who did. Let's figure out who he did. Uh, he's done a lot of neat shorts. I don't think he's actually actually done uh, a series at this point. Um, but yeah, it's got a neat art cell. I like Double Fine getting good stuff because it makes the right people angry. Um, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I, I hope it's good. I hope it's good. Me too. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, so Cartoon Network is owning, is 
uh, opening a hotel in 2019. <laughs> <clears throat> Since it works so well for Nickelodeon. <laughs> right. Uh, it's You know what's even weirder, though? Uh, <laughs> it's uh, being made in Pennsylvania. Uh, what? Ooh. Hmm. You know, yeah. hot hot tourist location, Pennsylvania. It's 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 weird. So can't like, wait to can't wait to go tour Gettysburg and then come hang out with my best friend Steven Universe. <laughs> uh, uh, it says here that uh, uh, like there's apparently a press release which I haven't really found. It's yet. It's being like, built on top of the Liberty Bell. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, it's it's entirely decorated by. Hmm. I was gonna say by the Constitution, but I don't know. That doesn't. I don't know if that's in Pennsylvania or not. I don't um, know. I I I imagine that's in Washington D.C. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it seems like it would be important for it to be there. Yeah, that um, probably would make sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They've got the Liberty Bell, Independence Hall. Uh, Hershey Park, which is a Hershey's chocolate theme park. Apparently, that place slaps. Yeah, they've <laughs> <laughs> uh, got uh, Gettysburg National Military Park. Um, I'm just I'm just reading a list now. Uh, apparently, all they don't have is a Cartoon Network hotel. Cool. Yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's there's. I mean, it, basically, there's going to be, like, rooms based off of, like, Adventure Time, We Bear Bears, Powerpuff Girls. Okay, here's the thing that's wholly hilarious. Like, you were mentioning, like, what's in here. Like, okay, so, uh, the experience that continues out inside, where each guest room and suite will feature inter- interchangeable show theming that can be customized around the children's preferences to make each new event each visit a new adventure an indoor pool a game room a kids play area and cartoon network store will keep the fun going regardless of the season cartoon network hotel is centrally located along route route 30 commercial stretch in the heart of lancer county and is just steps from the castle doors of dutch wonderland family amusement park what the fuck is dutch wonderland it's basically it is just nick hotel again <laughs> this is exactly <laughs> what you're describing is nick hotel but cartoon network this is such a bad yeah. idea. Like this is this has been done before and it turned out awful. <laughs> well, like it's it wasn't awful. I mean, the problem was just that it was in the middle of Orlando and they wanted to try to keep you on property for as much as possible. I'm like, who the f wants to stay on property for that? You know? Well, like, I mean uh, kind of makes sense so, if you're like connected to Disney or Universal, but they really weren't. They were kind of off property of Universal, which doesn't make sense. From from what I understand, Nickelodeon still has hotels. They're just not the one that's in like Florida anymore. In the main, they're just not that. Nick Hotel. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're 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 kind of Nick Hotel. It's just they're a different thing. Instead of being like, because like Nick Hotel was made with like a uh, Holiday Inn Resort. It was like a partnership with Holiday Inn, so it was very budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, and considering that, like you know, it was supposed to be a resort. Um, I mean, it didn't necessarily like work necessarily but apparently they have like really fancy nick hotels now uh in like places like i don't know like some coastal seas and like and like some beach resorts and stuff um and so like the 
those ones are apparently successful enough for them to like keep going on. It's just, I don't know. It's just like, it's a, it depends. I guess it just, the moral of the story is that if you do it cheap, it's probably not going to last for too long. Um, or at least it will last for a while, but then it'll just become decrepit and gross. <laughs> like what happened with Nick Hotel. Exactly. <laughs> Nick Hotel. Yeah. Maybe we should go to the Cartoon Network Hotel and record an episode there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Road trip to Nick Hotel. Trip. Yeah. <laughs> what? Who's that? that? To Cartoon Network Steven Hotel. Universe. Wait, we already said Steven Universe. Uh... Sans Undertale, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. My Sans favorite Undertale, my favorite, yeah. my favorite Nick dude, Sans Undertale at the Cartoon Network Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, I mean, did you all have anything you want to do news wise? Oh, I got two things, yeah, okay. So, uh, first things first, this is gonna be a bit of a story, considering we don't have to say much about it. Uh, the new Secret Life of Pets, uh, two trailer dropped as of this recording date. Didn't see it. C.K. Lewis is no longer the voice of the main dog. Not not a surprise. Not a surprise in the slightest. (laughs) Lewis C.K. Yes, that one. But, whatever. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Uh, who's playing him now? Pen Oswald, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then maybe it actually be a good movie then. Um, <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Anyways, right. that was my shorty, my lo- more longy one, which I think we're going to get into si- to a uh, discussion with is that. Uh, so according to one of the writers for The Simpsons, they are they figure out what they're doing with Apu. Oh. Well, yeah, what they do? uh, the, the they haven't announced it. This is more like from a source, but it's from the sound of it. They're going to slowly fade him out of the show. Mm. OK, that's probably the best way to approach it. Well, I I mean, like, it's not exactly the approach that anyone was happy with. I mean, I guess I mean, well, what what exactly? So, like. I guess like the only thing that would be better is if they just Im- immediately wrote him out, right? Or what? What is what exactly are, is it that people are suggesting well, is the best approach? I mean, I'm well uh, knowing cartoon some, or rather just people in general, they probably say just keep it the same, just keep it the same. Well, um, actu- actually, the the person that first uh, spoke about the problem of uh, Pooh, I I forget his name. We can probably look that up real quick. Hmm. Uh, let me just see here. Well, I mean, I guess my thing is just that, like, um, for me, I think a slow fading away sounds less like whenever that kind of thing happens, uh, it just kind of like, I don't know, it feels like it feels like it's a very trying to avoid the question kind of thing and then just pretending it didn't happen. Yeah. That's that's how it feels like. That's kind of how I feel like that kind of stuff feels like. Um, That's yeah. That's the problem. 
yeah, I I kind of would rather if they just addressed it and then just ended the character. Like, give him a finish his arc or some sh**. Just do something to make it so this character doesn't exist in this world anymore. And make it a send-off. Make it something like that. Like, don't discount the people who genuinely like it. Even people who are, like, people of color that genuinely like Apu. Uh, and also, like, get rid of him because he's also a terrible stereotype played by a white guy. So, like... I, um, mean, I mean, Terry Condabalu, which is... I probably butchered that name. I'm sorry. Uh, the dude behind the... Uh... A problem with Apu, he tweeted himself that this wasn't the solution that he wanted. He wanted the character to be changed. And, like, Hank Azaria himself also said that, yeah, I'll stop doing the voice as well. Yeah, I mean, like, even getting a new voice actor would probably be preferable overall. Like, just, like, just, there, Apu, like, I will say that I do like Apu as a character. There's a lot of good Apu episodes uh, and there's a lot of things about, it, but my God, yeah, he is full of, of a lot of really negative stereotypes and really to have a white guy playing that character with white people writing it just feels really gross nowadays. So yeah, like if you're going to fix him, maybe just change the voice actor or something. I don't know. Just, ugh. yeah, I don't mostly just probably listen to people of color about this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I, I, like I, the, I, I'm because like like I'm I feel I feel pretty unqualified to say what I think would be the best thing here. I would rather just leave that to the people well, who are most affected by it, which is not me. Well, I mean, I guess so. I just I don't know. It's I, I just it's hard to like I, I think this is something that needs to be discussed. And I I don't know. I mean. It's it's just frustrating to me personally. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Not not because I'm affected by it in any way, just because yeah, yeah this is a thing that I I it's it's I have a complicated history with my relationship with this character myself, just not in the sense that in like a truly relating way, which probably was why I really honestly don't have much of a reason to have a voice in this discussion. So I probably should just keep my mouth shut. I don't know. I'm just like, it's, it just sucks. Cause it's, it's, it's such a, I just wanted them to handle this better, <laughs> way better than they did, which they really did a really bad job of handling this. Yeah, it's true. So, uh, that's my news. Casey, do you have any? Um, I just Googled, like, I went to a, a cartoon news website that I sometimes go to for headlines for this. Uh, and a couple of things. Um, one of them is that uh, Netflix uh, is working on a whole slew of exciting new projects. Uh, two of them that stood out to me. Well, first of all, uh, the uh, the director of character animation, I guess, at Netflix is now James Baxter, uh, who is... Uh, I believe the creator of, uh, what was that movie about the horse? <laughs> Spirit, yeah. Uh, Spirit. Yeah, Spirit, Stallion of the Silmarillion. 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 I know. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, and, uh, yeah. Uh, and so that's really exciting because he's a very accomplished animator. Uh, and uh, they have uh, apparently hired, or they, they are starting projects, uh, 
headed by people such as uh, uh, Nora Toomey, uh, George uh, Gutierrez, I probably pronounced those wrong, uh, and Craig McCracken. Oh. Uh, oh. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Who, yeah. Uh, Craig McCracken, who has been, uh, he's been an influence in my life since early childhood. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, he's working on a show called Kid Cosmic, which is slated to drop in 2020. Um, and yeah, that's all I've got. Okay. Still a good, um, uh, still a good time, Casey. Yeah, I think so. Um, the only other thing I kind of want to bring up uh, before we get started is that uh, there's something that we kind of s- missed because of like the hiatus and the uh, and like the Halloween special and all that kind of stuff. And just me not really knowing this until just today, um, which makes me feel really bad because uh, one of my favorite animators died. Uh, Wait, what? Uh, Will Vinton. Uh, he's <gasps> the yeah that guy, the guy who did all those. Oh, yeah, he's the one who did like California Raisins and The Noid, but he also made a lot of really cool other projects. Like uh, he did uh The Adventures of Mark Twain. Yeah. Uh, he did uh like uh he did that really cool Michael Jackson video with There's, the rabbit. Yeah the. The oh, there was that really great Halloween special. What was it called? Not sure. Um, it it was that pig, right? It had those pig. Yeah, men. yeah, yeah. The pig one. That one was really freaking great. Um, really fun thing that dinosaur short too. Yeah, and another thing that was really interesting is uh, so in the early two thousands uh, uh. So basically his uh the studio that he was uh that he made here basically got bought out. Uh uh but uh basically what happened is that uh this is okay, so basically that studio uh that uh Will Vinton's like animation studio, once it got bought out by this guy named Phil Knight, uh he took Vincent out. He basically like like took him out of the uh company and then placed his son Travis in charge of the operation which sounds bad but then the studio that got reformed from that was Laika like as in Coraline and Kubo and Paranorman. Paranorman yeah yeah so I don't know uh it's it's a sad thing there but you know but it's he he's done a lot of really great stuff he is one of the most distinct art styles and American animation. Um, hell, in any yeah. animation, honestly. Um, and really, really monumental for stop motion in the uh, country. Yeah. Uh, there's apparently going to be a uh, feature-length documentary uh, based about like his entire career and the things that he did. Um, but yeah, it's... <sighs> it's a sad bit of news. Like, that's... Uh, that was like last year. Uh, oh, not last year. Not last. Uh, like last month. Last month. So, yeah. That sucks. But yeah. Oh, that's yeah. sad. Well, I mean, he made a lot of fantastic stuff, and he did a lot, <laughs> and I mean a lot in his life. So, you know, um, it's sad, but he was accomplished. So there is that. 
Um, all right. So with that, we are now going to go to the actual thing our podcast does, which is that we go and watch cartoons that have fallen into the public domain or other either accessible, as we stated previously. Um, Before that, so, um, maybe we should talk about the Patreon? Uh, yes, that thing that I always forget. Uh, okay. Um, not that I forget about the Patreon, just that I forget to plug it here because I'm bad at chilling for my own shit. Um, um, but yes, uh, infomercial music now, please. Thank you. Um, so, uh, yeah, Patreon. We have a Patreon. It's, uh, for Toontown Public Works. We are a little tiny group of people, like five people total. And, uh, two of them. Listen to three of them now. Yeah, and the, th- the the two of them do way more work than we do, which is why they're the ones who get paid for this, or rather should be paid for this. Uh, they don't get paid much right now, but you can help with that if you join our Patreon. Uh, our Patreon is basically a place where we put a bunch of bonus content as well. Um, we put out articles where we talk about things that we really like that are not cartoon-related. Uh, we also put up... Uh, a bonus podcast called Toontown Nights, which you had a little preview of the other day. Um, but yeah, like we just watch a cartoon that is cartoon movie that is really not very good, and then we have to try to say something nice about it first. It's uh, hard. It's hard, yo. It can, There's some it real shooters in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but then like we also like yeah, it, it's just it's a fun thing. It's a fun thing, and when you do so, uh, you help us our editors who basically bend over backwards and destroy their sanity just to make this remotely listenable so thank you so much and we really really appreciate you and we appreciate you the audience and we appreciate it if you would pay them through our patreon which is patreon.com slash ttpw that is toontown public works ttpw did you mention that, uh, did you mention that if they sign up for the Patreon, they themselves get to choose, uh, what, which movies that we watch? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the, the other thing, yeah. If you, for the Toontown Nights, uh, you vote on what horrible garbage we watch. Okay, there you go. Yep, we hand you the hammers. And with that, infomercial, infomercial music over. Thank you. Uh, so... How do we find cartoons that we watch for this podcast? Well, I'm glad you asked that myself. Uh, <laughs> we do this through a little document that we have, um, which contains a list of cartoons from a DVD collection uh, that we have gotten that we share, as well as from other sources. Um, I've been trying to slowly add things from other things so we don't run out of things eventually. He's scrounging, yo. So with that, let us go to that mystical dock that we call The List. Alex, drumroll. Oh my... What rake have we stepped on? 
I, I swear to God, I did not plan this. I swear to fucking God, I did not plan this. I swear to fucking God, I didn't. Uh, I'm sorry, I made your job so much worse, Alex, but I mean, just, okay. We're gonna watch a Felix the Cat cartoon. Uh, that's not a bad thing, but the one we're gonna watch is one called Politics. Politics. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm sure it will be just as relevant today as it was back then. For those who don't know, we are recording the day after the election. So there you go. My stay is- The day Jeff, the day Jeff Sessions was forcibly resigned from his position. <laughs> Thank fucking God. Rep well, Keebler. <laughs> Look, right. I- no, we not not, not for this podcast. This is that's. <laughs> so you know what my theory is. Um, I feel like the Felix the Cat people made a cartoon that was just about a about Felix getting adopted by someone after trying to steal some milk. And then there was a bunch of pets around. Uh, and then other pets that are currently there like hate Felix and all that kind of stuff. And then they decide, they, they realize, wait, that plot is way too generic. But instead of changing the anything about it, they decided to put a ham-fisted political message. Well, it, it. it feels to me a lot like they must have made this cartoon and then sent it to someone to add subtitles and they didn't communicate with each other about what it was about because it feels like the it feels <laughs> like the the parts about political campaigns were really just tacked on like it, they they weren't supported by visual evidence in the cartoon uh, you know i can so. I, will, I can see that yeah. i will say that like uh in terms of like like it, it certainly did its job in the fact that it made me look at this cartoon and watch it in a different way because they made it a political thing, uh, yeah. a very vague political metaphor. Um, what and it's weird. I don't for though. I mean, extremely I, vague, like, <laughs> like intensely vague. I okay. Here's my theory. Um, so, well, first, let's just go over the real quick plot. Um, so, as I said, basically the plot is Felix Cat. Uh, he's homeless. He's all that kind of stuff here. He's uh, nobody's and, pet, as they say in the short. Yeah, he's nobody's pet. Mm -hmm. uh, and so he goes out. He then sees that there's some milk on the on the patio of someone so uh someone's door and then he goes over to grab the milk but oh no mice are taking the milk so he beats up the mice and the owner of the milk sees that and then he says oh i want a guard cat like that so he gets felix cat hires him and then now he's a pet it's a pet and like they, like and i say hired i mean like it was literally like they came to a gentleman's agreement by shaking hands um which, you know, the, that's the standard experience when you own a cat, so... Um, yep, that's how it works for me. Um, so like, Who's your owner? I'm nobody's owner. God. God owns me. And you, so you <laughs> shook hands with God? I did. Okay. And by, that, by doing so, I gained secret eldritch powers. All right. That explains a lot. Um, so there's a whole... Uh, 
so like, yeah, once it gets in there, he starts kind of making a little bit of a mess. Um, and like people like are like, like he basically takes up the resources of the place. Uh, and then, uh, the, the other pets are like, oh, this cat has to go. And so they try killing him and then they fail killing him. And then they try killing him again and then they fail killing him. And then, uh, they decided, eh, f*** it, let's just do this thing, and they just become friends. And the I goldfish guess. dies in the process. He's just dead in the last shot. By, by becoming <laughs> friends, what we mean is Felix takes the moon out of the sky and peels it like a banana, and then they eat halves of it. Yep. Uh, I mean... To, to be fair, that is in line with him being able to warp reality. That is an established character trait that seems like it's been staring all the shorts. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, okay. So my <laughs> my dumb dumb brain has a couple theories for what it's trying to be, or at least what the subtitlers attempts to like how they saw it here. Um, because there's like there's subtitles that happen throughout where basically they treat Fuse Cat as like a like a I don't know, a third party candidate or something like that. I got another candidate, and then they bring him inside. I I mean, one way that I kind of saw it is, like, almost like Felix's cat is, like, an immigrant being taken in by a country so they could exploit their resources and exploit their, like, uh, yeah, like see, when labor. That was, that, and was then, my first, that was my first impression when they mentioned, like, the political campaign stuff. <laughs> uh yeah. Was that they were being xeno was that like they were being xenophobic? Uh well the you mean the, the creators or are you talking about like the the I mean, other pets? Like in a way, like I guess I guess the creators, because in this cartoon the the other pets were justified in wanting Felix the cat to leave the house, but the metaphor itself was xenophobic. <laughs> That's that's fair, yeah. Um, I mean it's 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 kind of it's it's kind of weird. I don't know if it's trying to be something other than that. Like the only other thing I can think of is like I don't know, just the president that they. I don't. Who was the president then? I don't even know. Uh, when was this made? And that is a good question, Cirque. I am too lazy to look that answer up. It's difficult. Like, I'm having a hard time. I'm actually having a hard time finding anywhere online that's talking about this cartoon. So, mm, I don't okay. really know. It's kind of difficult to say. I mean, it's 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 a neat little Felix cat. There's some good visual gags. There's a mouse that goes into a like a hole in the floor, and then Felix a picks up. Hole, yeah. He picks up the like he picks up the hole. And then Felix then threads his tail through it to bump the cat, uh, mouse out of the hole, which I think is a really nice little gag. Um, I like eating the banana, eating the moon like a banana. That's always nice. That was ridiculous and uh, funny. Yes. The weirdest part was uh, when, like, they tie the bird ties a string to Felix's tail and then attaches it to the minute hand of a clock tower across the street. And the clock tower has, like, a little, like, flip that's, like, slow or fast. (laughs) 
as if as if like every clock tower like on the front facing end has like a, a knob that you can turn that determines how quickly the seconds go <laughs> uh, uh it's like uh time stoppers you know yeah clock stoppers clock stoppers that's right i remember clock stoppers have we talked yeah. to, i think we've talked about that on the show before already we have mentioned clock stoppers okay. at some point yeah yes. all right Probably because I was obsessed with that movie as a child, just because I liked the concept of stopping fast forwarding time. Yeah, <sighs> we rented it once, but we've already had this conversation. <laughs> it's just hard because, like this, it's hard to think of things to say about this Felix the Cat cartoon. I think it's kind of the most unremarkable Felix cartoon we've watched so far. I have a definitely author analysis to put out about this cartoon okay okay so you notice at the beginning that they established that felix is lawless he is nobody's cat mm-hmm. i think this cartoon since it, and it's about politics and stuff is it harkens back to the ideas that our country was founded on which was the idea of the social contract it is sort of a way to explore the idea of, in the same way that Georgia the Dungle was, what happens when you take a man outside of the social contract and then bring him into that system? Unlike Georgia the Jungle, this is far more negative on the experience. It The message is sort of chaos happens, disaster happens. They, he doesn't know how to react up until he's able to share his prior experience with the whole in the form of him taking the moon and turning it into a dam. I'm also completely pulling this out of my ass, so... All readings are valid, though. That's true. I mean, literally every political reading of anything, except for when it's explicit, is just pulling something out of your own ass, so don't worry. Um, it was definitely the most grounded... Felix the Cat cartoon. Uh, and because of that, it's you didn't kind cyberpunk of a, travel anywhere. No cyberpunk travel, no. It was just pretty standard antics kind of things. And it was that doesn't boring. mean it's bad. <laughs> it was just kind of yeah. It was, there, there, were, it was there were brief moments of like, oh, that's fine. Yeah, yeah it's not it's well, not the worst. Yeah. So yeah, uh I don't I didn't hate it. It's just weird. And I could totally see why they tried to, like, put a spin on it by putting the political campaign as the, uh, as, like, the title cards or whatever. So they could try to, like, spin this as actually being about something, which I really doubt it was. (laughs) Uh, It kept you watching. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, let's go on. I am going to, once again, pull up. The Engage oh in God. that magic and science that we call the list. Yeah. If the, the reason why I said it like that it was entirely intentional and not because I was yawning a big yawn. <laughs> okay. Alex, drum roll. <laughs> oh God. It's another one of those nights, huh? We are going to watch another Gabby cartoon. Wait, which, Wait. One, which one was Gabby? Oh, 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 Gabby. Yeah. I wasn't aware there was another Gabby cartoon. 
There are at least three. Okay, um, what's this one called? This one is called Two for the Zoo. Two for the Zoo. Gabby. I can't. Two. I cannot wait for the zoo. I I cannot wait for him to be rendered apart by a group of jackals, and I will laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. Uh, hey, remember when? Remember in uh, X Men Wolverine or whatever when like Deadpool showed up at the end and he had his like mouth sound? Can we? Can we just do that with him? Yeah, that that'll probably improve these fucking cartoons. Make him silent. Well, I mean, you got your wish, HT. You, they, for all intents and purposes, we can just assume that he's dead now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is the last Gabby cartoon that's on this collection, so hopefully that means that at the very end of this cartoon where Gabby gets locked inside of a, li- a lion's cage and uh, the lion eat the key, and really, basically, that just means that Gabby is completely under f- that he gets ripped, shred, shred, shredded, shredded, shredded. That right. scene, we can only hope that that scene from The Happening happens to him. Yes. Uh, yeah, wait, Gabby's, Gabby's in The Happening? In this one. He, like, he assaults a baby animal. Fuck him. Yep. Yeah, he's a fucking asshole. And once again, I hate this asshole, and I hate him, hate, hate him. <coughs> so let's start with, like, from the very beginning, Gabby is walking down the street, and he's eating... Uh, he's eating uh, red delicious apples like a maniac. He, he's going to town on them. <laughs> on red delicious. Who eats red delicious apples? Uh, uh, and uh, he also bumps... in that in in that scene, they were like Gabby's like singing in his horrible screech of a voice, uh, and when he <laughs> does that, like he, there's a part where he fucking coughs. It's like the actor coughed and they decided to just leave it in. <laughs> like, <sighs> uh, Abby, you fuck up. How could you cough? And then he, uh, <laughs> uh, did I call him Abby? I'm so tired. Anyway, so he runs into, uh, he runs into a box that's being carried by some guy. Goofy. Who's I think. supposed to take it to the zoo and it has a rubberneck kango in it is what they called it, which is an, a made up animal for this cartoon. And the guy who they trusted to take it to the zoo, like Gabby's like, let me take it. I'll deliver it. And the guy's just like, okay. Because he's like a cartoon like, idiot. Because he's, he's deeply irresponsible. He's, and, uh, he, he's the human version of Goofy. Yeah. And, uh, and so uh, the rubberneck Kango comes out of its box. Um, it's it's kind of like a it's kind of like got like a like an elephant snoot on a kangaroo body with uh lizard feet like dinosaur lizard feet and like the giraffe and like little antennas yeah it's, it's it's like a mixture of many animals it's very fanciful I like I, mean, I like the I like the animal yeah it's yeah. A, it's a good design like, it's fun it's fun the n- the number one reason why this cartoon is a lot better than the original is just because that animal has got a very funny, cute design, 
And also, it beats the sh** out of fucking Gabby. So there you go. There's also the fact that since he has things to take care of, he shuts the f*** up for a while. Mm-hmm. Thankfully. Uh, but yeah, basically, so like, there's this whole gag where like, so the Kango, first thing that Gabby sees is this little tiny version, this tiny little Kango thing. And then he thinks that that's what the Kango is. That's what the giant crate is supposed to contain. Uh, but then um, turns out that was just the baby and there's a mama, but he does not realize this until the very end of the cartoon. He just literally thinks this animal is growing and shrinking constantly. Um, Wait, and really? That's I'm positive. That's what he th he was thinking was going on there. Like, what else would he like? What other justification would he have to deal with this? Like, he doesn't acknowledge the mother and the baby as being separate things until like much later. Um, that's that's but, like, such a vague joke. It's it's kind of it's weird. I don't know, but like so like the 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 mom sees that Gabby took the baby away on a leash, and so she grabs the baby up and puts it in her pouch. And then like Gabby turns around. And it's like, wow, wow, gee, look at so big. And like, and, and then like the, 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 there's a cute scene where the, uh, Kango eats a bunch of coconuts or yeah, I think it's coconuts. And they just basically swallows a hole, but then he gets a hiccup. She gets the hiccups. And then, um, Gabby's trying to cure the hiccups with it, uh, but Kangos are weird and stretchy and stuff, so, like, trying to hold the breath basically makes them turn into kind of a balloon type thing, and then they just kind of, like, blow Gabby across the world, basically. It's a or, fine segment, but it's just too long. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very long, though, honestly, I actually kind of enjoyed it. I don't know. I'm just... It, it, it had decent sight gags, and I just liked the animal design too much to be, be angry about it. I don't know. If um, you if you haven't cottoned on yet, listeners, we liked this more than the first one, I think. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Yes, because there's actually something positive to latch on to it. Yeah. Other than spiteful hor horribleness. Uh, but, yeah, so... Uh... But then, like, yeah, basically, Gabby, after, like, trying to give him cure the hiccups, just, like, basically, like, basically what happens is that, like, the baby Kango comes out of the pouch. He doesn't notice it, and he's just like, oh, what? You're blah, 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 wires guy, or whatever. And then, like, starts ringing along, and then takes him to the cage. And then once again, there's just another one of the cases where, like, oh, I'm so tired of this, ah, da, 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 da. Um, and then eventually, like, yeah, they take it to the cage, and... Gabby tries tugging him in, but then it just tugs the baby out of the pouch. They tumble in the cage. And then Gabby, pissed off that he that this little thing once again shrunk itself, starts trying to stretch the baby to be tall, to be like the other one. And then the mama then notices this and then tries to, like, gets really angry for justifiable reasons. Because <laughs> in this one, we watched Gabby beat up a baby. So that just shows you that I was absolutely 100% right that Gabby is the worst cartoon character that's ever existed. I hate him we, so much. We all hate him, I believe. We have nothing but hate in his heart for this, this small f***er. But yeah, like the... So then the mama 
chases uh, Gabby around. They go through exhibits and stuff. And then it ends with Gabby being locked up in the lion cage with a lion that swallows the key. And the mama and the baby just are watching with glee as just right before Gabby gets utterly gored <laughs> by this lion. Because there's no way that that it cuts to black. It, 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 it irises out as he's screaming for help, which good. Good. That's good. exactly what this this fucker deserves. I hate him. He's like he's not pleasant or nice at any point in this cartoon. <laughs> I mean, the closest he's is just mean the whole time. The closest is like trying to cure the thing's hiccups, but even then, it's only because I think it's annoying him more than anything. So yeah, it's hard to tell. The most Gabby positive thing he trial. does in this cartoon is eat apples. That's the most neutral thing. But he's <laughs> eating red delicious apples. Yep. Which and is not- that is that is chaotic evil. <laughs> nobody nobody likes red delicious apples. I like red that delicious apples. What the fuck, Casey? You don't you like red delicious apples? Yeah. They don't even taste like apples. You cube them up and then you eat them. They're juicy, yeah. Okay, I'll take. They're but they're not tangy. They're not. They don't have the the. They don't have like the 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 fruitiness that I expect of an apple. (laughs) I'm a Granny Smith guy. I get you. Cirque, your apple opinions are wrong. (laughs) Ah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so with that, let us move on to the final cartoon of the night. Perhaps, perhaps I can offer half of a banana. <laughs> <to> <laughs> yes, this is a good compromise. As a con- as a conclusion to this debate, let me shake your hand. Yeah. Okay. Ignore the dead goldfish behind Won't us. Would you shake a poor there's not, sinner's there's hand? Not yeah, there aren't any red delicious bananas. So, all right, let's go to the list. <laughs> yes. So, uh, with that, okay, we're going to watch a short called uh, "Little Hawk." Little Hawk. Little Hawk. See the okay. the snack in my mind is expecting something bad just from the name. I I have a hunch. <laughs> that was way better than I expected it to be. Well. well. well I, I mean, the sense of like I I expected from the name like to be like the the most fucking racist thing ever regarding Native Americans. Yeah, but it instead what it was is a a very white view. <laughs> I think that's of, also uh, very true, to be honest. So I don't know. It's, like it, it's that innocuous kind of uh, racism that don't know no better is what I'm trying to it, say here. What we watched was the play from Adam's Family Values, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Just without the part where Wendy comes in and actually corrects them. Um, (laughs) um, 
Yeah, it's uh, it's it's. I, I think the moment that he started singing, I couldn't take it seriously because goddamn, all of the animals no, yeah. look really doofy. <laughs> it's yeah, wonderful, actually. That's like the best part is that all the animal designs are just so goofy. It's great. That porcupine it. was fantastic. Yeah, uh, there's a, por- a, there's a porcupine boy. in this cartoon that's wonderful. Because like because uh, like as as like the protagonist is in crisis trying to find uh, this girl who had wandered off into the woods, he's just like chewing berries like on the side, <laughs> and just kind of like, like staring into the middle distance, just, just like, like <laughs> yeah, like he just he just doesn't give a single solitary. F- <laughs> like he's he, like me. even it's when perfect. he's happy. Even when he's helping the protagonist, it's just like points to the side, keeps staring. Yeah, he's he's far <laughs> yeah, he more he's far more interested in eating these berries. So, which you know, <laughs> same. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, this cartoon is about um, yeah, gee, it's, an Ottawanian boy. Yeah. Uh, who doesn't have a name? They call him called Lazy, Lazy Bones. Bee. Yeah, they call because him Lazy Bones. he's. He doesn't help. He just looks around at things. And there's a girl named Gray Fawn who has a basket that she uses for berries. Um, berries. Hmm. And what happens? A porcupine. Yeah, she <sighs> she goes into the <laughs> woods to pick berries and she doesn't come back. This the, the the adults think that she must have been like kidnapped by a rival tribe and start getting ready for war or whatever. And then And like, uh this this boy goes off. We've it's established earlier in the earlier in the cartoon, the most hilarious fucking moment that this kid can sing to his woodland friends and they will aid him. And when he sings, the voice that comes out is a adult kerner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a 1960s crooner. It's <laughs> it's the most extra thing. Yeah. So stupid. Um uh, so he God. uses he uses his voice to tell his woodland friends to guide him to Grayfawn so that he can bring her back. Uh mm-hmm. and they do. And it's just like a, a short segment of various animals being sung to and them either either uh, I'm pointing him in a direction, or, or just, just being like... very vague around something. <laughs> that, like, like, it's, it <laughs> like the crows. Yeah, like, it starts with the porcupine, who like points in, in the direction that he needs to go, and then uh, there's, a, there's squirrel. a squirrel. And the as far as I can tell, the only thing the squirrel did to help was be in a tree near a footprint. Um, and <laughs> there's a, a rabbit. <laughs> oh, the, that rabbit. I don't know what the, the rabbit did. Uh, the, the rabbit was there for comic relief. Did yeah. you see his face? It was, it was a very doofy looking rabbit. Um, and then a murder of crows who are scolding, I think was the word they used. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think what it was is that they were saying that since the little girl was nearby under the tree where they were like at, 
that the they were the ravens were or the crows were scolding her because she had no weapons and that's what ravens or crows I don't do remember which when one you're like was, near yeah. where they live sure I, that's something that you just made up for the cartoon but sure yeah i mean i don't i don't know for sure but uh sorry to I say i mean i i believe it crows can be totally territorial jerks so yeah so everything turned out to be okay the end <laughs> they don't even explain why she was out there she was just taking it out yeah i think this was another one of those um cartoons oh yeah yeah they find him and then they call and then he gets the name little hawk from the chief there yeah i think this is another one of those cartoons that kind of started as like an audio track that might have been on like a children's cassette tape yeah i agree and they just that. like put uh a cartoon on top of it you know like tubby the tuba or like uh like that noah's ark one probably that we watched that one time was this the same company yeah. that did the Noah's Ark one? I assume that so. Would make sense. Like it was, yeah, Mellow Tunes. Because it it was it animated, does have that vibe. Yeah. animated in a very similar style. Uh, yeah, gee, I don't know really what to say about this one. It's uh, okay. Um. Saying as the whitest person alive, and therefore I am allowed to have every opinion out there, uh, <laughs> this was very, it was just, it, it's whitewashed as hell, and, like, it's it's not offensive or anything, it's just Yeah, just like, it, so it wasn't, it's not there to make tasteless. a mockery, like, in the same way that, say, like, Peter Pan does. Uh, yeah, like the with the red man song. Ugh, ugh. Yeah, like it's it's more it's more just like I don't know, uh like naive. I don't get the impression that naive uh, would be, yeah, yeah. I don't really get the impression that any indigenous people were consulted on it and I definitely oh, don't get God, the impression no. that any indigenous people were voicing characters. <laughs> so, uh that's that's essentially yeah. what this boils down to. Um for me, at least. <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, I don't know. We did not. Yeah. I don't think we got any good cartoons today. <laughs> no, no. Probably not. No. We got no, some good animals. We got some good we, animals. Yeah, I think we, we did get I lots think we of good got, animals. I think we got good animals in all three. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with so that. That's, so that's nice. So if you're in it that's for the animals. That's a moral victory, yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> And technically, uh, the audience has gotten good animals during this entire episode, so... Where? Mm. Oh, us. Aww. Yeah, Shucks. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not forget the good animals... Po- great. I- yeah, I know. And don't forget the good animals editing this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the good animals who listen to our podcast and sent in replies to today's prompts. <gasps> Segway. Oh, yeah. hell Yeah. Uh. Yeah, wow. Wow. Um, so <laughs> that's not a really, really condescending not genuine. Um, how did they do it? How did they manipulate computers in order to send us these responses? We don't know. Well, it's through this magical program called email. You got to go onto Netscape Navigator and go to AOL keyword uh 
ask Jeeves, and then you can then ask Jeeves how to get a carrier pigeon. Find you a and then you get a carrier uh, pigeon. Alta Vista. Okay. Count. <laughs> yeah. Ah, this bit so, is over. <laughs> all of our all of our bits are over today. We're also lethargic. We're trying to like we're trying to make jokes. <laughs> and we yes. keep we keep like having like the beginning thought of that that could evolve into a joke and we never we haven't followed through on too many today. But that's okay. No. <laughs> that's okay. We're doing all right. We we technically watched cartoons. So <laughs> Technically? Yes. What were you doing during those? Uh, nodding off, I guess. I don't know. Oh, God. I'm sleepy. Aw. sweepy puppy. I'm a sleepy um, boy. Oh, sweepy puppy. So, let's, what's, what's, what's the prompt? prompt? <laughs> <laughs> well, before I, we get I, to I, the, the newest prompt, we must go to the prompt that we had from uh, before, because we got a response from uh, Mycroft okay. about a previous oh. prompt. It, yeah. So, Mycroft uh, wrote in about... Their favorite Scooby Doo villain, um, and their response was, "It's obvious that it is positively, without a doubt, Red Herring." Red Herring was a good choice. Oh my god, it's such <laughs> a good funny. choice. Why didn't I go with that? Remember yeah, the episode? Oh, remember the choice. Ep- there was definitely an episode where Red Herring really did it, right? I'm not. Oh yeah, there was one episode where he did it, and Freddy. It was the episode where Fred was uh, told as like uh, like a dare to not accuse Red Herring the entire episode, <laughs> <laughs> and Fred had a mental breakdown at the end because of it. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that is funny. Was, <laughs> oh, that was a good Herring. answer. Thank you for that. Um, Okay, so our prompt for uh, our prompt for this week though um, was, uh, what is your favorite cartoon dragon? Um, so we got we got a few responses here, not a ton, but I also asked uh, from another source, so we'll get to that. Um, but we got a response from uh, from Dex on Twitter, which is also the other place where you can send in prompts. Uh, well, send out a tweet, you put a hashtag Toontown prompt, then you just respond to it. There you go. Um, but yes, uh, Dex said, um, I'm going to cheat a bit. I don't necessarily know about favorite, but there is a, a PS1 Saturday called Blazing Dragons, which feature hand-drawn art, uh, interesting dragon designs, and some humor you normally associate with Monty Python's Terry Jones. Uh, there's an animated series as well with a lot of changes, e.g. Uh, more traditional cartoon dragon designs. There's a long play out of the game here if you'd like to check it out. Um, and for a non-cheating answer, uh, Figment is pretty cute. Hell yeah. All right. Yeah, that's, that's Dex, I, I actually, I used to watch that Blazing Dragon show. It was on uh, Team Disney. It I was, never seen it. It was, it was pretty all right. It was... I mean, it wasn't, like, the best, but it was still pretty good for what it was. But I yes. I have not seen it. I cannot say... Thank you for say... your response, Dex. Oh, yeah, for sure. Thank you very much for your response, Dex. And yes, um, Figment is freaking adorable. Good response. Uh, and we got a... Let's see. Uh, we got a response from 
Acris Marsh, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, um, who said, definitely Elliot from Pete's Dragon, the original. Still, I haven't seen the remake yet. Um, so I will I've... give you a tip. You can skip the remake. <laughs> I well, am. Oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought I thought Robert Redford was abysmal in that movie. Uh, but <laughs> but you know if if it if it looks like it's your thing then go ahead and watch it. I it wasn't for me. Okay, so um I'm not super familiar with the original, but I have seen the remake. Um and I will say that the remake is intensely cliched, kind of dull in spots, and like there are parts where the visual effects are very meh, but my God, it's like a big budget Disney Channel original movie, and I fucking ate that shit up. It's so ter- it's it's the right I level guess, of cheese for me. Like I feel like the original Peach Dragon was one of the VHSs that we owned in our household, and I probably watched it thirty times or more when I was growing up. Uh, mm. so I've I've got sort of this bias towards the original and the remake. Um. Like beside the aside from the character name of Elliot being the same, really, they have almost nothing in common. <laughs> like they're they're not the same genre. They're not like really. Uh, I mean, God, I don't know. It's like like the original Pete's Dragon is like this is like this really uh, like cheesy musical romp, you know. Uh, and the new Pete's Dragon is like uh like all desaturated and uh austere and not really very mm. funny <laughs> it's, so, it's got that from what i've seen it's got that we're trying to be realistic vibe to it yeah like it well like i yeah. guess that's the thing is like they were attempting to sort of like rebrand it as like this feel-good movie thingy uh and i just it just wasn't it just wasn't clicking for me <laughs> Uh, no, I get you. But I do, I do, I do like I mean, the original Pete's Dragon still. I, I mean, it's been a while since I've watched it, but I, I, I do like that. I do like that dragon. I like the design of the dragon. The dragon everything. design is pure and good. I will hundred percent agree yeah. with you with that. Um, that candle on say, the wire song from that's pretty good too. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I definitely, I don't know. It hit the right corny spots for me. The, the remake here. Um, yes, it's cliched and dull at times and kind of stuff like that, but it's, I don't know. I, it just, for some reason it hit a wavelength in me that made me not go, I hate this, but rather this is bad, but I love it. (laughs) I don't know. Um, uh, same, the same receptor in my brain that whenever I eat at McDonald's, basically. (laughs) This is bad for me in every conceivable way, but I goddamn love it. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Um, you really are tired, aren't you? Basically. You're a sleepy boy. Um, I'm a sleepy boy. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, thank you very, very, very much. Um, so, like I said, we didn't get a ton of responses for this one, which makes me kind of sad because I think this is a really good prompt. Uh so uh, what I did is I went to get I went on to my Mastodon account here, and I asked the people who follow me on Mastodon to give me a response. So 
Yeah. Lord Almighty, did they respond. Oh, yeah, there's a shit ton of responses. Good Lord. Um, so, uh, Tahajin uh, responded, and she said, uh, uh, favorite cartoon dragon? Mm, Jake Long, for sure. Okay, I expected uh, that one. Yes. Um, I have no experience with Jake Long. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched it. Not a frame. Uh, I, I've seen, I mean, okay, sure I've seen a good. frame. <laughs> well, okay, I've yeah, seen, I've seen a frame. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, I just, I haven't watched multiple frames in a sequence with audio attached. I haven't watched an episode uh, in completion from beginning to end. But yeah. I have seen a frame. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, thank you for that. Um, Much appreciated, friends. Yes. Uh, we got a response from Sile, um, and he said, uh, I had a very extremely vague memory of a film strip that I saw peeking through a library window some other kids, uh, some other class of kids uh, when I was like in second grade. Uh, so that was like 1989 or something. Uh, and the dragon had a killer hangover because he drank a wagon full of beer and wine. And this is from an educational film. That is his response. Oh, oh no, I, uh, I wish I knew what it was. Yeah, me too. That is a good dragon. That sounds like a really good dragon. I, I want to party with that dragon. Hell yeah. Um, uh, but then there's also uh, there's also uh, another one he gave was uh, if barring him uh, the reluctant dragon, which that's yes. a very good answer. Very. I very haven't good seen answer. the short that's from. Oh, I have. It's super fucking cute. Uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> Basically, a knight who's been tasked to slay the dragon, but then when he meets, uh, when he meets the dragon, he's like, "Oh my god, this thing is too cute! I can't do this. This, it's is, like this would not be camp, fair." Right? Oh yeah, it's incredibly camp, and he is so lovely. He is a gay icon, straight up. <laughs> and I'm only barely kidding, honestly. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, thank you very much, Sile. Um, Ace also wrote in uh, from the. Uh, podcast barking points yeah you should listen to that one yeah um so ace responded is it fair to say the cuphead dragon um also yes yeah yeah uh it's 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 based around 30 cartoon 30s cartoons and stuff so yeah great matchstick uh counts yeah matchstick is a really cute 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 design and i love him and the fact that he's also the one boss who's literally not wanting to fight you is just so precious uh, uh, i don't want to hurt him i love him uh. um so thank you I very much yeah um we got a response from Savali. they said uh it's X Vimon. Hmm. I know I that say one. anything more than. I know uh, that one. That's a real good Googling. design for a Digimon. Good. Oh, it's Digimon. Okay. How is it yeah. spelled? X V dash Mon. X V. X V dash not X V I I I Super Bowl. No, it's it's. Oh, I see. Yes, I've seen this one. Yeah. He is very strong. And he's got a sword I will on say, his nose. 
Yeah, he's got a sword nose. I will say that, like, he has the thing that most Digimon do to me, which is that every single one of them look like an overly elaborate OC. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. I, I think that those things, though, I think that those things happened in reverse order. Yeah, I think that well, I think no, that I think I that Digimon that. is where the OCs come from. Like, I think I think that's sort no. of what spawned the whole design philosophy behind a lot of these types of characters. No, no, I completely get that. Yeah. I'm just saying that's. But even as a kid, <laughs> I thought those designs were gaudy as hell. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Reminder: I'm the only one on this podcast that actually liked Digimon growing up. I've I've never watched it, so I don't have a frame of reference for it. Digimon are my sworn enemies and they must be destroyed. (laughs) Or, you know, I just didn't like them as a kid because I was a warrior Pokemon kid. You know, that kind of thing. I liked Um, both because I could bridge the gaps. Yee. Um, We got a response from uh, Dan Q. Goo. Okay. Uh, a good name. Who said... Yeah, that's actually a pretty good name. Uh, They said, uh, do Pokemon count? Because in that case... Every single dragon type Pokemon, but especially Gudra and Fly- Flygon. Hell yeah, um, Pokemon count. I'll say they that. had a yeah. cartoon. Look, if Digimon can count, Pokemon can count. Okay, get in there. Yeah. Uh, Gudra is good. Speaking of Pokemon, Gudra is good. Yeah, Gudra's. Gudra is good. <laughs> Jesus. Gudra. Yes. All right. <laughs> uh, yep. Good response. Lots of good responses. I'm actually surprised by the variety that we're getting. No one has said mine yet, either. Uh, And then Dex actually responded once again, just to say that Dragonite's also really good. (laughs) Hell yes. Um, So yeah, that... Let me just double check. Yep, that's it. So that was all the audience responses for Favorite Cartoon Dragon. Thank you so much uh, for responding, guys. We really appreciate yes, it. Yes, thanks as always. So, who wants to go first? I know that I'm going to have yours, HT, so I'll let you go before me. Are you sure? I'm sure. Okay. Uh, Casey, you go. Uh, toothless. Oh, that's a good one. I was really surprised no one said it. <laughs> I thought for sure like someone else would. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I remember, like, I was in Canada, in, in Vancouver, when I saw How to Train Your Dragon, and I was, like, a little bit reluctant because it didn't really pull me in from the trailer, but when I watched the movie and it was over, like, it, I, like, first of all, uh, first of all, I, I got in, like, a real, uh, Seagarose kick, <laughs> like, I went back and started listening to, to Seagarose music because, uh, because, uh, Yontor Bergeson did, uh, the soundtrack stuff in that movie or a lot of it at least uh Mm -hmm. and uh yeah and uh and i remember just like for like a week i was like i was like slightly bummed that i had to like live in this universe having been shown that movie (laughs) (laughs) uh and and uh and yeah i thought toothless was just like a really a really clever adorable design uh and uh and yeah that's my favorite cartoon dragon i have to be honest i thought that story was gonna start somehow was i was in Canada at the time and i met toothless 
Oh nope, that would be that would be Norway, and I, I was in Norway, and no one there has a Scottish accent. I should mention, except for the people from Scotland, uh, and <laughs> and I didn't see any dragons or elves. Uh, oh well, keep looking. Lots of trees. Mm. They had those. Trees mm. are like elves in that they're green and they live long. Wow, never. I don't know. It really makes you think. <laughs> 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 who wants to go next guys we're trying on these jokes tonight we're really trying <laughs> um are you sure you don't want to go next sir i'm sure because if if you say it then i'm like oh yes i agree and if you don't say it, i get to razz you i'm not choosing this one uh i mean frick uh do it do it friend I mean, no, that's the thing is like, I'm just trying to think because like, oh, you don't know the problem was that, <laughs> well, the, the problem, the problem was that like a couple of them got mentioned already. <laughs> uh, like I freaking love the reluctant dragon. Uh, I freaking love figment. Those are both really, really good choices. And they've already been mentioned. Um, I'm just trying to come up with something original to be talking about. Um, if you want to, I can take over here. Yeah, please. All right. Really, really, really surprised that nobody said Maleficent. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Oh, yeah. That is, like, a lot A lot of people seem to go really cuddly for their dragons. Like, really adorable. This is, like, it's the, it's the anime dragon design for me. It is the closest thing to the traditional, this is a dragon look that you can get. I had a lot of trouble fighting that dragon in Kingdom Hearts. My first playthrough when I was 11. <laughs> That's right. Whoa, okay. Honestly, same. That is a tough boss fight with the fact that you got a hair in the head. Oh, yeah, no, you'd straight up have to have Ragnarok by that point or else you're basically f***ed. Um, but, yeah, that's actually a really great answer. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Crud, 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 crud. Can I just say my boyfriend? Because he's a really good dragon. Yes, you can. Uh, I would be willing to accept that answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my boyfriend, Samael, he is my favorite dragon. There you go. You know what? Mine too. HG, HG, might I suggest an answer for you? On sure. top of Sam, who is lovely? Yes. What about that Nessie dragon? <gasps> yes! There you go. There we go. That's my answer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Other yeah. than Sam. Sam is higher, but Nessie's just a little bit lower because she's pure and good, and I love her. Um, Haven't from seen the, the uh, short. Go ahead. Well, uh, it's from the short uh, Disney short that was before uh, the Winnie the Pooh movie, I believe, the more recent one. Um, just old fashioned kind of like traditional Disney short based that where it's basically like a little poem, and it's about how you know it's okay to cry, it's okay to feel bad about bad things happen to you. Because, you know, that can sometimes make you feel better. And sometimes, yeah, uh, in the end, it can work out for you. So, um, Oh, I remember. Yeah. yeah, it was like a, it was like the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah, Nessie. Sort of, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, That's I remember. One. That's a good one. E. That's a real key. So, yeah. So, th- she's my second choice. My number one choice being my good, good dragon uh, husband. That would be Samael. Yes. Um, so, yep. Yeah. That is the 
end of this segment. Um, so our prompt for next episode, since we're basically inching along to that wonderful time of year, um, we are going to do what is your favorite Christmas cartoon? And honestly, if you want to make it holiday or, you know, whatever kind of thing, that's totally okay as well. Like, honestly, I'm just saying Christmas cartoon because there's just a bajillion of those as opposed to, like, other specials regarding the same season of holidays. But if you have a one that's not one of those and you think it's fantastic and we should know about, please, for the love of God, tell us because that is going to be fucking great for you. So, yeah. Can I, uh, can I say favorite Halloween cartoon because I refuse to give up on Halloween? You can't take no. it from me? Uh-huh. No. You could celebrate Halloween in your heart, but not with your mouth. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> then where does the candy go? Ooh. I can't put candy uh, in, in my your heart. heart. <laughs> in your arteries. <laughs> don't, don't ask where the candy goes if you can't use your mouth. Oh, no. Uh, topical. It's topical. Is it? <laughs> um, no, as, yeah. in, like, as in you put it on your skin. It's topical. You put it yeah, on your skin. You oh, boil it down okay. into a sugary paste, were, and then you put I it thought on you your were, skin. I thought you were commending Cirque for his topical joke, and I was like, is there a thing that I haven't heard about? <laughs> Remember when <laughs> Jeff Session put a bunch of Halloween candy up his ass? Oh, Lord. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why he got fired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I Here ended with that go. great joke. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, with that, this has been Two Dead Public Works. Uh, uh, if you want to respond to this prompt or previous prompts, uh, you can email us at toontownpublicworks at gmail.com or you can respond to the Twitter post that shows up here. Um, after the episode has been posted, hopefully immediately after, not like two or three days afterwards when I actually remember to do it, like I did this time. Um, uh, and yeah, you just have to put the hashtag Toontown Prompt if you do the tweet, because otherwise I might lose it. That's how Twitter is, because Twitter is a bad website, and honestly, you should be using other things. Um, so yeah, uh, there's, uh, let's see, what else? Oh, Thank you, Alex and Aki, for being our fantastic editors. Uh, thank so awesome. You we so could not do very this much. Them. Yes. Uh, I feel like every time we say that, like it basically puts more pressure on them. So I don't want to put it in that terms. I just want to say that you are wonderful and you make this podcast great. So uh, thank you. And thank Alex for Alex and thank Aki for Aki. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that sentiment. Thank Alex for Alex, and thank Aki for Aki. Thank you. Um, let's see. Show notes stuff, Casey? Uh, yes, so you can read our show notes on our website at toontownpublicworks.com, and you can also watch the cartoons that we saw today. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, uh, you can always subscribe to our Patreon, as we discussed earlier, patreon.com slash TTPW. Um, and yeah, uh, let's see what else, what else, what else, what else? Uh, I think that's it. Well, the, there's also the fact that they can leave reviews for us on iTunes or wherever they find this because it's helpful because it helps with their algorithms, which nobody accepts. 
IT people really understand, but it's still it's a major boost to us to getting our names out and so, getting so us yeah, to more please, people. To listen. Please like, comment, and subscribe, and hit that little bell, and then you can smash the motherfuckings like like button. I don't know. What do the kids say these days with their Fortnite videos? Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure they dab at the end of everything. That's what they do. No, that's that's a bit reductive. I mean, the the shories the shories have their own interests. Some of them might even be listening to us right now. Yeah. Uh. So, uh, you, the generation that's gonna save us all, please don't stop listening to us. Um. So we'll, with we'll, that, we'll save the world with you guys. Uh. So with that, uh, I'm Ichi the raccoon. I'm Casey the dog. I'm Sir the cat. And this has been Toontown Public Works, and these cartoons have been archived.